All right, let's 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 figure this out. Um, before we do some work, I had a thought, I had a crazy thought, and I was talking to um, to uh, Eric Barnes, and, and and we were talking. Doing, we always check on each other, you know, every week. And I go, man, you know what this reminds me of? And I think I explained it to, to Vic too, but Vic's not a comic book person like me. I said it reminds me of when Batman fought Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Now everybody's going, what? It was a movie and, and uh, about <laughs> Batman and Bane was this, the villain. And he's very formidable physically, and, but he's also very smart mentally. And so they, get this, they finally get the scene where Bane and Batman are, are head up. They're, they're face to face. And so Bane begins to speak, to talk to Batman, you know, because he realizes that Batman is one of the best hand-to-hand -hand fighters you will ever see. Bat and then Batman has this persona. He's dark. You know, when Batman shows up, villains get scared. You know, he used the, he used the, the, the bat symbol because bat scared him. So he took the bat symbol and made it his own, and now he uses it to scare villains. So a lot of times when Batman shows up, villains are already scared, but Bane wasn't. Because the same organization that trained Batman, which is the League of Shadows, is the same organization that trained Bane. So Bane knows all his tricks, knows all his mental things that he uses, and Bane uses it against Batman. He says, that's not going to work. Every time Batman did something, Bane would go, no, nah, that doesn't work. And he would, they would continue to fight. And Bane was really getting the best of Batman, not just physically, but mentally. And then my mind went to what's going on now is this is a mental test of our wills. And the longer it goes on, and the more difficult it gets. And I can hear at the beginning, because I get a lot of texts and phone calls. And at the beginning, everybody was, yeah, you know, we're, we're okay, we're okay. I don't like it, but we're good. And then as it continued to go, you hear, well, it's kind of really getting on my nerves. And, <laughs> and, and then as we continued to go further, now people are like, oh, it's really bothering me. I just wish this thing would end. A friend of mine named Pat Magley, in the worst time of my life, told me, uh, Kenan, I know you want this thing to be over, but let God finish. Amen. This is a test of our wills. Amen. And then finally, when Bane finally knocked Batman down and Batman was, he was beaten. And then he, he was, Bane was, uh, uh, he stepped back and, and then Batman got up one more time and Bane says, ah, yes. I was wondering what was going to break first, your will or your body? And then Bane picked Batman up and broke his back. I think he, the whole thing was about what was going to break in Batman. Was it going to, and I know deep down Bane knew Batman's will wasn't going to break. Because think how committed Batman was to, to, this thing happened to his parents, parents got killed, Batman took it upon himself to stop villains. And, and think about the me mental commitment to do that. Batman wasn't going to break mentally. So Bane was like, I was wondering, were you going to quit or am I going to have to break you physically? And then he was like, yes, I knew it. And then he snaps Batman's back. This is a test of our wills. What's going to break? Are you going to break? Everybody you're talking to getting a little nervous, right? Remember when we first started, I said, man, we're good now. But what happens when it continues for a week or continues for a couple, and people are at home, and people are by themselves, and people can't see their families, and people can't see their children, and people can't see their grandchildren, and are we going to break? This is a test of our will. What's going to break first? Is your spiritual life going to break? Are you going to break mentally? Are you going to begin to break down physically? This is a test of our wills. Ah, yes, Bane says. I was wondering what was going to break first, your will or your body. And I can't help but think, <coughs> what's going to break first? Because it's no really signs. Things are getting a little better. But it's not really a sign in when this thing is going to end. So now it's a test of our wills. So everyone out there who's still 
considers themselves a believer in Christ, and, and I know everybody is. Everybody's trying to stay strong. Here's the word from me. Stay strong a little more. Because I believe we were built for this. We were, we were built for this kind of stuff. We were built for the, the hard, the, the dirty, the unfair. We were built for this stuff. So now, this is the time where we prove our faith. So what's going to break first? Don't break. Everybody say don't break. Don't break. All right. Last week we talked about, uh, we were talking about love, and I didn't finish it. And, and if it's any time, it's, if it's really a time for love, it is now. I saw this thing in Miami uh, for the first time in over 40-something years, they've, they haven't had seven homicides because everybody's home. <laughs> Even the killers are home. You know, and I went, wow. I mean, th- it, with this shutdown, so many things are coming out, uh, 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 and, and crime is down, you know, and I'm like, man, this is kind of, so under normal conditions, mankind goes crazy, but now that everybody's kind of confined, everything is, uh, order has kind of come, you know, from a lawless standpoint. And I go, man, okay, that's cool, but, there, you know, we still have a love issue, though. Love is, is really the problem, and, and we got people who protest, and which everybody has a right to. I'm not complaining about that, but, I mean, we got people starting to get antsy. We talked about that last week, starting to get a little angry. And I'm like, man, we have to make sure we continue to love. So, and, and the churches are, are trying to hold on to and maintain, and I pray that there were we all begin to teach love. And I pray that our love will keep, I know our love will keep us here. Because that's what we were built on. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. You know, so, but love at this time is so important. So in my mind, I, 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 it went to Corinthians. And so we got to go back because I got to recap. So go back to 1 Corinthians 13. And then we'll start there and then I'll finish, hopefully. But if I don't, well, you know, same bat time, same bat channel next week. <laughs> been a Batman sort of move, I guess. All right, 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 says what? If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, uh-huh. but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a train. So here's Paul. Remember, he's telling Corinthians, who are very talented. They're very talented people, and they're very gifted people. And you know one thing that we always make a mistake? This is what we do, and churches do it all the time, is we mistake giftings and talent for character. Because someone is gifted or someone is talented. You know what? I am not that gifted to do this. I, I really, I'm really not. I, and, and, and I mean, I don't have the voice for it. I don't have the communication skills for it. I'm kind of like that staff that Moses had when he says, I don't have anything. He says, what do you got in your hand? I got a stick. Use that. That's me. I, I, I don't think I'm talented. I don't, th- I don't think I'm that. I really don't. I just think that God some kind of way uses me, spite me, right? And, and, but some people are naturally gifted speakers, not naturally gifted, talented. But we can't mistake that for character, and we do it all the time. We do it in the work world. Because this is what we do. We think the most educated people are the smartest people. When I know some of the most educated people are the stupidest people I've ever worked with. And I pray none of them hear this. They putting people in charge, yeah. and I go, how did this person get in charge? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know why, because they have some degrees before yeah. their name. Yeah. And degrees, degrees doesn't really matter. It doesn't really add up to wisdom, right. understanding, Amen. and education, uh-huh. really. And it's like, man, I'm like, man, we mistake, but those are the ones that progress. A lot of times we look at people who are very gifted speakers and we make them superstars and, we, and then we get amazed when something comes out and they're not perfect. Because we think that if someone is really gifted, then them and God must be really tight. And Paul is saying, no. You can be very gifted, you can be very talented, you can speak with tons of men or of angels, you can have revelations, you can have faith above all other but still, you are just like a gong or a clanging cymbal. 
Everybody say amen. amen. If you don't have any love. Amen. And, and what he, you know what, I looked at that gong or clanging symbol. You know what that is? We wouldn't know what that means, but the, the, the Corinthians would have knew because it's a, it's a pagan thing because pagans would make a lot of noise, a lot of clanging of symbols and, and music and noise to appease their God, to get their God's attention. What he's saying is if we do, if we speak with tongues of men and angels and we don't have any love, we're just like the pagans who when they went to their churches or their synagogues or whatever you want to call them, they had to claim things because you had to appease the God. You had to get his attention. You had to get him to even look your way. So they would make noise and shout and do all these things. And he's saying, you're just like them if you don't have any love. We mistake giftings for character. Because someone's gifted, we think they have character. Because someone is talented, and God is, and God is, seems like God is using them, actually. And God actually is. Amen. Some people, God is actually using to have no character and no grace in their lives, and they'll deal with it later. But God will still use them to bless other people. And we go, why is, if this person is like that, why you? Because God is a loving God. Amen. If he used all perfect people, nobody would get blessed. Amen. Come on, Kimberly. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains. See, Kim, what he's saying here? He, he said, if I have gifts of prophecy and if I can understand mysteries and I have all the knowledge in God and I have faith that will move mountains. You know what this is? This is all leadership stuff. This one's for me and other people like me. If I have a gift of prophecy, I can understand mysteries, I have knowledge, and I have that faith that can move mountains, that faith that can get others to understand, to get others to be stronger, to get others to be able to pray, to get others to be able to get how this thing works. But if I don't have love, I am nothing. And he says to people like me, if you do these things and don't have love, you're doing these things to make you something. And he's saying that you really, you're nothing. He says, if you can do all that stuff, you, you are nothing. I am. Paul, is, he says it about himself. He says, if I had the gift of prophecy, which he did, if I can phantom all mysteries, which he could, if I had all the knowledge about God more than you, which he did, and he definitely had faith to move mountains, he says, but if I don't have love, I'm nothing. Because this is what happens. We base what we do, what we do for others, it makes us something. Not realizing that God has already made us something. Amen. God, God, has already, Amen. God has already affirmed us, and God is the reason why we even do it. But see, some of us go, no, I'm doing all this stuff, so I must be something. I must be okay. I must have faith. I, I must be walking with God on a higher level. And the people believe them. People believe them, and then we make superstars out of them. But all the time, we have to just judge one thing is do they love? It makes me question constantly, why do I do this thing? Do I do this thing to be great? Well, it's kind of hard to do from here. <laughs> do I do this thing to be, to be popular? Well, it's kind of difficult for Memory City. And then now, because of what's going on, people are putting their stuff all over the airwaves, and I got no beef with it. For anybody who's doing it, I got no problem with it. But what I'm saying is the reason why I hesitate for my own reasons is because I don't do it for that. Amen. And if God wants me to be somewhere, he'll get me there. Amen. He'll actually get me there without Amen. my effort. Amen. So some of us try to help God and help God bless us by, by putting our name out there. Or can I say this? Kissing somebody's booty to, to, to get themselves, you know how it was in the workforce. You know all the butt kissers. Yeah. Man, I'm saying all this stuff on tape. I don't care. And, 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 you, and you know all the people who do those things to try to get ahead. Do you know we do those things in God also? And he says, man, and in most, in most times people, we forget that, that we are not preachers who happen to be Christians, we are Christians who just happen to preach. 
And my, my Christianity is my something, not what I'm doing. Because I have knowledge, I have gift of prophecy, because I have faith to move mountains. All that stuff is great, but if I don't love you, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm a pagan, I'm just clashing symbols, and not only that, I think I'm something, but I'm really not anything. And I will know on the day I stand before Jesus, Amen. and he goes, I don't know you, I never knew you, you're nothing. But wait a minute, I did all that. Yeah, I know, but you're nothing. So it makes sense now. Why are we nothing? Because you left the love part out. Without the love, the love does the love validates all that other stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, Cameron. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast. But I do not have love. But do not have love. I gain nothing. Okay, so for people who say, yep, you're right. Those gifted people, people who are, are superstars and people who are dressed really nice on television and they seem like they have all the revelation and everybody wants to talk to them and everybody, I have people who call into the station, they only want to talk to me and I'm like, you could have talked to anybody really, but no, I got to talk to you. And I'm like, you don't understand. I'm not no superstar. But so for the people who go, you know what, you're right. Those people are this and those people are that. What's really important is that you give your money to the poor and you look out for the poor and you live an average mediocre life. And you, Because some of them have built themselves up and they live fabulous lives as, as movie stars and celebrities might do. And you know, we don't do that. You're supposed to live modestly. You're supposed to take your money and feed the poor, give to evangelists. And Paul is saying, okay, for you, I got something for you too. If you, if you give everything you have to the poor, that's a, a, that's a great thing to do. And if you sacrifice your life, meaning not make yourself great, not, not have a great life that you could have because you're giving all your money away. That's, and, then, and it says, I give all my, I live this life that I may boast and say, listen, I'm doing the right things, but you don't have love. I like how he put this one. He says, you gain nothing. So that means that we do that stuff to gain God's favor, right. not because we love. Right. We do that stuff to gain our name so people can view us the right and go, no, he does it right because he doesn't live big. He didn't buy a Bentley. He didn't buy a big house. He's living moderate. And they give so much money to the poor. And they have, they have food banks, and they give away food, and they give away clothing, and, they, and then some of us hide behind that and go, listen, yeah, see, this is what we're doing. All those people who are just gifted and building big churches and doing ministry, that's not the way. This is the way. You're supposed to give to the poor. You're supposed to give to foreign country missions. You're supposed to do all those things. And Paul is saying, for you, for you virtuous types, hmm. see, the other ones are the gifted ones, these are the virtuous ones. The gifted ones, he says, you are nothing because you think you're something because you're gifted. Yeah. He says the virtuous ones, you gain nothing because you're, you're trying to gain God's favor yeah. by doing this. It has nothing to do with love. Yeah. You're not even doing it out of love. Yeah. <laughs> the first one he says, you are nothing. This one he says, you gain nothing. Yeah. You're, not, you're just doing that because you... So you can gain God's favor or so you, can, so you can be looked at the right way or so you can feel as if you're full now. See, what it's really saying is something is lacking in you and you, have to, you feel like you have to do these things because something's lacking, yeah. maybe in you. And so what happens if it lacks in you, then it's going to lack in your church and you're going to make your church deal with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many food pantries do we need? Is it so I can say that we give away free meals? Because right. they give away free meals, we do the godly thing too. That's fine, I got no beef with that, but are you doing it out of love? Or are you doing it so it looks right? right. You're not gaining anything. People are, you're feeding the people, but you're not gaining anything. And then it says, I like how it says, they boast and say that we, look what we're doing. How come, how come people put what they're doing on Facebook? Well, shouldn't you just do it and nobody know? Amen. Shouldn't you feed thousands without anybody knowing? <laughs> shouldn't, you, shouldn't, you look out for the, shouldn't you look out for the poor without anybody knowing you're doing it? So why do we do it? Why do we do that? Why do we post it? 
Why do people do mission trips to Africa and they, they bring back all the pictures and they put them up and they go, look what, we, look what we've done. And you know, some of, it's great to see what's being done out there. It's great to see what's, but make sure it's love behind it. You're not just putting this stuff up so you can say, hey, look what we've done, everybody. Look, look, look. We're gaining something. We're gaining God's approval. I'm gaining your approval. Are you not? My friend Benit June down in Haiti says, he says, whenever people came down there and did missions, he says, I would always ask them to put their cameras up. Amen. Because they would take pictures of these children who are poor and the situation with the school where we don't have much. And they, will, and they will take all these pictures and they will bring us a little bit of money and they will go home and tell everybody what they're doing. Mm. He's like, we have pride. You know, we, we matter. We're, we're, we're more than that. Amen. Amen. Which Amen. makes total sense. Amen. My thing is do whatever you're doing without telling anyone. Amen. And then someone will come back and go, no, you tell them because that's how you gain support. No, that's, that's, how, you, that's how you gain something. You know what? Here's the key. We should actually be fulfilled, and that's why we, why we do something, not do something to get fulfilled. That's a good revelation. It just came to me. Amen. If you're, if you're fulfilled in Christ, then who you are is secure, and then everything, and everything is based on that. Amen. Then you don't do anything to get fulfilled. You do everything because you're fulfilled. Amen. Hallelujah. And you just want to share God's love. You want, to, you want to not get approval from man. Hallelujah. And not even try to handcuff God and go, nah, I did this thing. You have to bless us. Amen. But no, it's just purely out of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Come on, Hallelujah. we got to move on. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Now see, so then Paul goes into these set of adjectives, and we read it as if he's giving us the guidelines on, this is how you love. Love is patient, or this is how you don't love. Love is patient, it's kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast. And then we read, all of us do, we read this as saying, yep, that's the kind of love that I have to have. I got to pick that up to be a loving person. When all that's reality, you know what I realized? Paul goes into explaining not these set of guidelines and rules that you had to live by. He's trying to explain this 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 power from somewhere else that gets a hold to you, Amen. and then you do this. Amen. What he's doing is he's describing a person. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not saying, this is, here's the rules of love, and this is how you should do it. First, he's not just philosophizing about love. We established that last week, right? He's not right. sitting there dreaming about, what is love? Right. Paul's not... Uh, it's not springtime and he's looking for a woman. <laughs> Going, what is love? No, he's trying to correct the problem in the church of Corinth. That's one. Amen. And then second, he's going into, see, what he could have said is, God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. God does not boast. Jesus isn't proud. He, start, he starts to give us these traits of the person and the power that gets hold to you that makes you be able to love like this. Amen. Amen, amen. He's not giving us these set of, because you can't even accomplish that on your own. Hallelujah. On our own, are we patient? (laughs) On our own, are we kind? On our own, do we, we talked about earlier jokingly stuff we used to do in the past. Yeah. I won't put that online. (laughs) And we laugh at it now, and we go, man, why did I do that? Because you were out of God. And then what happened is God's love got hold of you. And now you can try to be patient. Amen. Now you can try not to envy, because these are natural traits from a natural person. Hallelujah. There's no way we can do that without God. He goes Amen. into this description, not of the qualifications to say you have love or not, but to say this power, Amen. this relationship Amen. will change your life. Hallelujah. Because once that power gets inside of you, you become more like him. So God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. God does not boast. God is not proud. He's describing Jesus to a... Isn't that Jesus? Next verse, Kimberly. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. 
It keeps no record of wrongs. <laughs> so we go, yep, that's the I got to write those down because if I'm going to be a loving person, then, then this is what I have to do. And Paul is saying, no. He's saying, listen, you, when that power comes upon you, when this person I'm talking about comes upon you, and then the power and the spirit that he brings, you will be more like him. And God does not, Jesus does not dishonor others. Jesus is not self-seeking. He's not easily angered. He keeps no records of wrong because if he did, he wouldn't have been on the cross saying forgive them. Because they don't know what they're doing. We looked at it as, I, I did too. I, I, I read it as, okay, I got to do that. I can't dishonor others. I can't be self-seeking. And I can't get angered, uh, upset easily. And I can't, keep, and you know what? I do all that. We got a joke in our family. Oh, we keep score. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. And my mother, my brother, my, my daughters, everybody in my family is listening to this. You know it's true. <laughs> the Lindsay Meredith clan, oh, we keep score. Oh, we do. That's why we're so competitive. Man, Uno games at our house is treacherous, man. It's, it, it's for keeps. It's for blood. <laughs> And so it's like, man, I do all of that. <laughs> and the only reason why I can try to stop doing that and, I, and I've dealt with a lot of that is because of the love and the power that has come inside of me. Hallelujah. I would never have been able to do that on my own. So here, here's Paul. He's not giving us these adjectives and these things that we must pick up to become loving. He's saying, no, you, when the power of God truly comes upon you, when Jesus really is the Lord of your life and he's really taking over your life. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Here's what, here's, let me describe the person that he is. Because God is love. Amen. Last verse. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices, but it rejoices in the truth. But rejoices in the truth. Man, people don't, people don't, people don't like the truth, Kimberly. They don't. They, people struggle with the truth and they get upset with you. Not realizing that the truth is love. When people tell you the truth is love, Amen. stop being so. Right now, tempers are short, patience yeah. are short. I mean, man, I get phone calls and they start off bad, and I go, "Wow, you really sound kind of." Oh, I know, I know. Let me get myself together. <laughs> man, you okay? You sound kind of crazy. It's just see your stuff getting to you, right? Yeah. yeah. Batman, <laughs> you're breaking, right? You can tell, can't you? Some people answer the phone. Man, I, we stopped at a drive-thru yesterday, and it was like, order, and the lady that was taking, girl, was, she was just so, can I take your order? <laughs> Man, you okay? No. You know? I mean, I, I could just hear it in her voice, like, like this is, I, I'm, I'm tired of this. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody called me last week, I won't mention the name. And I'm like, man, you, you, you sound crazy. We need to start this conversation over. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done nothing to you. What are you all upset about? Oh, it's just really getting to me. Don't take it out on me. Amen. I will hang, I will, you can't hang up anymore. <laughs> but I will hit. I wish you could. I wish you could. Remember the old day, you can just what? click. Now you can't do that. You got to be like, it ain't the same. It, uh, uh. See, when you hang up on somebody with an old phone, they hear it. Click. But when you hang up on a new phone, it's like, hold on a second, don't you? It's just not the same. <laughs> Kimberly, it always protects, it always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. That's what love does. Amen. He's describing something. And he's telling it to people who are very gifted, talented, anointed even. And then he's telling the people who are very charitable, very giving, all the Christian qualities that we all desire to have. He's saying all that is nothing. You are nothing and you gain nothing. Yep. If you don't have love, would everybody say amen? Yes, amen. All right, where are we going next? Uh, double O, Kimberly? Where are we going? Romans 12? Yes. All right, let's read that. Romans 12, verse 9. Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. It says love must be real now, hate what is evil, it literally hate it. Some of us don't mind it. 
right? Some of us really don't. That's, that's why a lot of times we don't go free. Because if we hated it, we'd really go free from it. See, that's why some things we hated and we got rid of that really quick. Yep. And then some things we kind of don't mind and we hold on to them for a little while longer and just keep asking God to forgive us. Mm-hmm. We won't repent because repent means to turn away. We'll just keep asking him to forgive us. That's a whole nother message. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save that. Yep. Come on. Be devoted to one another in love. It says, can we love each other in a way that makes you feel close? Amen. Like brothers and sisters. Amen. That's why, they, that's why we, you don't hear much in this church. I mean, in the modern church, but that's what we, we do it in actions, not necessarily in word. But in the old church, it was always brother Mark, sister Kimberly, brother Sam, sister Sandy. We don't, we don't, see, we show our love now. We show our love, which is Amen. better. Hallelujah. Some of them were calling you brother, but under their voice, they were calling you something else anyway. <laughs> so, it, so it says we have to be devoted that mean, to one another, actually devoted to it. Honoring others more than ourselves, Amen. which is not even a human trait. Yeah. I am not giving you more honor than I give myself. I'm not saying I brag about myself, but what I'm saying is push come to shove. If it's between me and you, it's going to be me. <laughs> That's human nature. That's a falling nature. That's, yeah. Isn't that what? Listen, the first brother relationship ended in murder after the fall. Yeah. Yeah. The first one? Yeah. I think if I was God, I would have been like, there'll be no more brothers. Yeah, exactly. The first one went bad. Not, not just arguing, not just sibling rivalry, but murder. It ends in murder. Yeah. It's a human trait. Mm-hmm. He's saying, listen, don't do that. Give, give, give the other person more honor than you give yourself. Amen. Only way you're going to do that is through a devoted, true love that only comes from the power Hallelujah. of a relationship with Jesus. That's Amen. the only way you're going to be able to accomplish it. It only comes. It only comes that way. You cannot force that on your own. No way. Because it is totally against the nature of this world. Amen. We saw that with toilet paper. Because <laughs> I guarantee you some people had 30 packs at home and they saw other people who probably didn't have anything in hardship going, man, I have no toilet paper. And you would think if they had it, they would say, you know what, I got to take it. I know some of you have done it, but I guarantee you the most of the world hasn't. Because we're not going to honor someone else more than I do myself. Are you kidding me? We're not even bred that way. And the only way we accomplish that is not by you saying you can do it, by letting this love that is God come into your world and change your life and make a difference. Eh? Everybody say man to that. Come on, camera. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. It says don't be don't break out there. Don't, it says don't don't you be lazy. Don't be spiritually lazy. Keep being excited about serving him. See cuz now some people use church as going to the gas station where <laughs> they go get their their weekly gas that make, that keeps them through to the next week. Mm-hmm. No more of that. Now you got you have to be rooted and grounded. Now you have to really be planted. Amen. Thank you. Remember how it says I, I'm planted by the the rivers. That's why I'm good. You have to really be planted now, see, because I don't know when we're coming back next Sunday. See, we would live. We were we was pray to God Sunday. Won't pray again till next Sunday when we come back to church, and I get my fill up. Here, Keenan, stick the nozzle in my butt. And I keep saying butt, I'm sorry. <laughs> Stick the nozzle in and then pump, pump my spiritual gas that gets me through another week. We're not doing that anymore. Amen. Now, what, like I, are we built for this? Yes, amen. Are we, are we tossed with the seas? Nope. Are we double-minded now? Don't get tired. Don't, get, nope. don't be like Batman. What's going to... Or, or you know what? Be like Batman, because Batman's body had to be broken because his will would not yeah. be broken. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to pick on Batman. He actually, Bane actually says, ah, he actually had respect. So much so, he says, you're not going to stop coming at me. I'm going to have to break your back because yeah. you're not going to ever stop. Yeah. 
Amen. That's us. Amen. You're going to have to break my back, son. Amen. On this one right here, you're going to you're gonna have to take me out because I'm just not going to be away from God. I'm just Hallelujah. not going to be fearful. I'm just gonna, not going to lose my last trust. Here's a good one. I'm not going to have attitudes and be mad. Amen. 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 I know parents at home, your kids, oh, boy. <laughs> and you're like, this close to child abuse. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I know it. Trust me, I know it. <laughs> Come on now. What's going to break first? Everybody say amen. I can't remember, I'm lost. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, uh -huh. faithful in prayer. Let's just be joyful in hope, be patient while you're being afflicted, be faithful in prayer. We are built for that. Because that's all we taught. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. That's all we taught. So we, we talked about joy at the beginning. Be joyful in your hope. Hallelujah. I hear, I hear it in your prayers. Lord, I can't wait for that day we'll get back together. But until then, yes. we'll keep serving you. Yes. We'll keep seeking yes, you. We'll yes, keep. Yes, amen. See, that's being joyful in your hope. I'm looking forward. But, but right now, I've still got my joy, which means I still have amen. my strength. And Lord, I thank you for giving me this peace that the world doesn't Amen. understand. It all runs together. And I'm patient in my affliction. Kenan don't want this thing to be over until it's over. Right, right. Thank you, Pat Magley. Kenan, I know you want this to be done today, but he says, let him finish. Amen. Just let God finish. Let him finish. I know it's hurt, hurting. I know it's bothering you. I know it's just tearing you up mentally. But what's going to break first? Let, let it finish. Listen, everybody, let this thing finish. Yes, yes. Be patient in your affliction, but constantly be faithful in your prayer about it, though. Amen. Amen. Now, oh, Lord, what are you going to do? But just saying, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I Amen. believe you. Lord, can you please get us past this? In your due season, in your due time, yes. Lord, get us. Lord, keep all of us. That's, those are good prayers. Amen. He's not saying don't pray. He's not saying be religious and go, I'm just not worried and I don't care. I don't even think about it. Like, get out of here. Yep. It's okay to pray. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, give me the last one. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Hospitality. Or welcome, don't welcome any in your homes now. <laughs> but that's yeah. what that means. <laughs> Practicing hospitality means welcoming yeah. one into your home. Don't do that now. But you can still do that over line, online. You can still that, do that through text. You can still, uh, Chris texted me yesterday. He goes, man, trying to send this word out every day is, is killing me. <laughs> you know how Chris is. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, try doing it every Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday when everybody comes in and goes, tell us something. And it's been many of Sundays, and I stood here and go, I really don't have anything. <laughs> Jesus wept. Go home. <laughs> it says to share with, with the Lord's people. That's what you guys are doing. And everybody listening, constantly keep texting, keep praying on the phone, Amen. keep calling. I'm, it's a few people that I get texts from all the time. It's a few people I haven't got a text from in a while. Where you at? Hmm. Are you getting tired? Are you starting to break? Are you texting anyone else to say, hey, you okay? You know what's a great yeah. text? I, I, you know what? I'm thinking about you. I love you, and I'm praying for you. Amen. That's an excellent text. I love those. Amen. It's to the point. It's no drama, no glitz. It's just saying, I was thinking about you. I love you. praying for you. Yeah. How about that? Give us that. Some people I haven't heard from in a while. But when everything was going good and we were singing and everybody was here, it was joy and it was, oh, I thank God and oh, God's love and peace and grace and mercy upon you. Mm -hmm. And now I think people are getting tired. They're starting to break a little bit. Yeah. Last one. First John 4. I think, is that it? Yep. Yep. First John 4, verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Let us love one another. Why, Kimberly? Because love actually comes, comes from, from God. God. Come on. 
Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Uh-huh. Whoever does not love does not know God. That's kind of clear, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It says, listen, for people out here who say they love God, but they have no love, you are not telling the truth. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you respond. I don't care how outwardly good you look. I don't care how much money you yeah. give to the poor. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how much you seek God. I don't care how everyone else thinks you're anointed. You're this godly person. If you do not have love, you are lying. You don't have God at all. Amen. And I'll challenge it. I'll Amen. challenge anybody who speaks differently about Amen. that. Because see, that's what happens. We, 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 we look at gifts <laughs> and we think it's character. It's plain and simple. It says if you love, you have God. If you don't love, then... So that must mean the attributes of a Christian life is really just simply love. Amen. So people go, man, I don't know a lot about the Bible. I know, but you got so much love in your heart. At one point in time, none of us knew anything about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You come to the Lord, you don't know anything. Right? But the, what happens, though, your heart changes. I remember when I came to the Lord and I ran back to my friends and I went, man, I don't know what happened. But, man, I, I don't know what happened. But something happened. Last night, my life changed. And they're going, what? I'm like, I don't know, man. I can't explain. I'm just different. Amen. I, I, I don't know, man. I, they're like, Kenny, what's wrong with you? What are you talking about? Man, I, God, man. I, I this thing is real, dude. I might have cussed. Amen. Amen. Because you know, you don't know. I, I think I might have said a bad word. <laughs> this God thing, man. <laughs> Amen. It's, it's got me, man. Something happened to me, and now I look at the world differently. Hallelujah. Thank see, I didn't know anything, but love came into my heart. And then my love even for them, because, see, we were, we were raised together and we fought together and we played ball together. We've done all these things. We were always had each other's back. But for the first time, I realized, man, you actually love these guys so much you want to tell them. Amen. Before, I think I needed them. Amen. But when God comes into your life, you realize you love them. I just didn't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. Come on. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. That's love. Not I, I, that so for God, God. for God so loved the world, Kim, that he sent his son. Mm-hmm. We, we, know the, we know the verse. We know how that works. But we, not, we shouldn't just overlook it and, and blow past it. Amen. God is showing his love. How did he show his love? Amen. You wouldn't have gave your son yeah. as an atonement. You. sacrifice for the rest of those creepy people sin, you would not have done that. Yeah. If I was God, I would question, would I sacrifice my son? See, because I don't have the love that God has. God had no question. He says, this is what we need to do. He said it at the beginning. As soon as man fell, God had a plan. He said, I'm going to send him. He's going to crush your head and you're going to bruise his heel. See that? He already had the plan at the beginning. He had the plan before it all happened. But my, my thing was, it was like, man, it was no hesitation in him. Me? I would go, what? I got to sacrifice my son to save them and they don't even love me? They don't care anything about me? They don't do anything for me? So that kind of love is already undescribable for God's soul love. Not for God's soul love. No, for God's soul love. And they don't even have a word to describe that word soul. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Come on. This is love. Not that we loved God. Whoops. Sorry. But that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice. So here's love. Because everybody goes, I just love the Lord. Here's, here's love. It's not that we love God. It's that he loved us. And he sent his son. Everybody say amen. amen. And people go, oh, I just love the Lord. That's good. But you love the Lord because he first loved us. Amen. Come on, Karen. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now, since God loved us, how come we can't love one another? How come we, it's just so hard to do? How come we can't forgive one another? How come we, how come we can't get past things? Because we forget something. See, what the writer is saying here is we forget that God's love for us causes us to love Everybody else, because when we stop loving or we question if we should, we go, God, how many times have you questioned if you should love me? And right. God will say, none. I've never questioned that. Yeah. And we go, man, you've never questioned your love for me, even after what I've done, even, even after what I think. 
And God says, no, I always loved you, so why don't you love? Amen. Man, that's difficult, isn't it? Because some mm -hmm. people don't deserve it. Right. Some people don't deserve our, they don't deserve our forgiveness. They don't deserve our love. They don't, they don't deserve us treating them with respect anymore. They don't deserve us, you know, uh, uh, being concerned about them. But we do it anyway. Amen. 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 No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. It says no one has ever seen God, but, if, but, but means we haven't seen him, but here's the remedy. But if we love each other, God lives in us. We know that I know God's in you because you love me. Amen. And you should know that God is in me because I love you. Not because of what you do. Amen. Not because you go here. Right. Amen, everybody. Amen. It says, then, then, you know what, our love for each other, God has reached his goal. That's what the literal text says. If we love each other, God has reached his goal. It is, it, God, I'm sorry, God's love has reached the goal. It is made perfect in us. God's love has a goal. And, and when, it, when it reaches the goal, you produce a very good body of believers. And not only that, you produce very good human beings. Amen. When God's love sh shines in us, you know how it is people first come into the church and you go, you know, and I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to have to do it again some kind of way. You go, hey, grab somebody you didn't ride with and tell them you love them. Mm -hmm. And when first people come in, they're nervous and they're <laughs> kind of like, oh, oh, I'm not comfortable <laughs> with this. But then you give them about three weeks. Amen. 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 And they're just hugging everybody. They're just... Yep. It's not uncomfortable anymore. It's a natural thing, a natural progression to want to love people who love the same father that you have. Some of our church families are closer than our natural families. Yes. Amen. Amen. Some, some people, people will have to admit this. A lot of times we'll call the church before we even call our... Yep. Amen. Because this love is produced by God, and it's, and it's like, man, it's, this godly love has produced this thing, and it's, it's being made perfect. Oh. It's reached its goal. His goal is to get into your heart to produce this love that you could not have produced on your own. Amen, amen. amen. Kimberly, drop down to 17. 17. This is how love is made complete among us. This is how it's made complete. Come on. So that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. See, this love gives us confidence on the day of judgment. So we won't be doing things to try not to be judged. If we go back to the beginning, we talked about how people would do things and to try to be something and to gain something. Mm -hmm. And this he's saying, this is how love is made complete. And this, so, so that we may have confidence on the day of judgment. Yes. So when God does judge the world, we have this confidence not because of just what we've done. Yeah, we'll have to give a, a, an account for what we've done here. What did you do with the gift that I gave you? What did you do for anybody else? You, you have to explain that. But our love and our, and, our, and our preventing damnation and judgment is based on how that love has become complete in our heart. Everybody say amen. Amen. And it gives us this confidence, this confidence, because we are, we are in the world, we're, we're like a bunch of little Jesuses. <laughs> Amen. Who just went about doing things not for his own glory, Amen. not to gain popularity. In fact, Jesus ran from popularity. Amen. Whenever Jesus got a mega church, he broke it up. Didn't he? Every pastor now wants one. Jesus, when he got one, he says, This isn't going to work. Amen. I remember he was walking, and then the multitudes was following him, and he just got upset. And he turned around and said, Listen, Whoever wants to follow me, hate your mother and father. Mm. And they went, what? What is? <laughs> yep. Yep. Jesus was just kind of like, it's too many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know what I'm going to weed out? Hallelujah. Amen. But all of us pastors, we, now let me get off that. Mm. <laughs> this stuff is going everywhere. I got to be careful. <laughs> Come on, Kevin, let me get done. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out See, fear. See, so there's no fear in love because perfect love drives out the fear of what? The fear that has to do with punishment. Mm. 
The one who fears God's punishment is not made perfect in love. That perfect love of knowing that God loves you is what saves you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, the blood of Christ. Yes, confession in Jesus. And then what is the, what is the mark of one who has truly done that? See, because a lot of people confess Christ, but there hasn't been true transformation. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people have confessed Christ, and they're back in the world in two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can confess Christ, and it's, that's why it says whoever confesses with your mouth and does what? Believe in your heart. Amen. Not just a, what you say, yep. it's a, what you do and what you allow in. And then God's love comes in, and his love cancels out the fear. When You guys have been here when I said, hey, who in here is worried about their salvation? And we always get a few hands. Yeah. And it's okay, and I understand why. Because it's a hard concept. Because we really believe, because we love this way, that the only way God loves us is if we do all the right things, <coughs> to please him because that's how we love. Mm-hmm. And the only way I'm going to love you is if you don't get on my nerves you do everything I need you to do and <laughs> we never argue. And the only way I'm going to love you is that every time I call you there for me and you just do what I ask you to do. And the only way I'm going to love you is if you don't never bother me at, at inconvenient times. And, and you know, only way I'm going to love you is if you just, you know, just lend me something every once in a while. only way I'm going to love you is based on what you do for me. And then we, that's a worldly love, we take this love into our relationship with God, and then it, co- it causes us fear because we go, Lord, I don't know if I've done enough. Right. Right. Amen. But it says real love cancels fear. It, it literally drives fear out of, of your, your concern about punishment because you know God loves you. Hallelujah. Amen. So why do you do everything you do? Because God loves me. Not to gain his love. Amen. If I do it to gain his love, I am nothing and I gain nothing. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Almost done. Come on. Oh, that's it. We love because, we verse love 19. Because he first loved us. That's simple. We love because God loves. That's the only Amen. way we love. I'm talking about a true love. I'm talking about a transformation of a transforming, trans, transforming, transforming. Where did I get that? Transforming love only comes from the fact that God loved us first. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on. Almost done. Verse 20 says, if we say we love God. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. He's a liar. There's no other way to put it. Come on. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God. Who they've they never seen. seen. So my thing is, people down there protesting, which I'm okay with, but they're protesting about Christian qualities and don't hinder God and all these things. Do you hate the governor? I had someone call in, and, and they, 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 they said, oh, Pastor, I need you to help me out, because you know, the station played a a thing about Bernie Sanders, and, and he, he was so upset. You know, we don't have people like that online, and I, 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 don't, I can't stand him, and I, I can't stand what he's, he's a socialist, and he's this, and he's that, and I go, dude, that's, okay, that's your opinion, but let me ask you something. Why do you hate Bernie Sanders? Right. Well, because of what he stands for, but you told me you're a believer. Right. Amen. I give him credit. He caught himself and says, man, you're right. He's like, you're right. What, what am I talking about? You, I can understand you not, uh, not liking his views or not agreeing. I can get that totally, but what, where did the love go? When it comes to politics, there's no love. Love doesn't, love, true love now should be able to cross political lines. Amen. True love should be able to cross denominational lines. Amen. But it doesn't, so that, may, that must mean something. A lot of people don't have true love. So how can they love God, who they've never seen, but look you in the face and call themselves a Christian because you're a different race or different background and say they can't love you? They're liars. Verse 21 said, God gets our last one. God gave us this command. 
if we love God, we must, all, we must also love each other Amen. as brothers and sisters. Amen. It didn't say we should. The Bible says that I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. So that totally means that love is a choice. Amen. But then I think, you know what? Love's really not a choice when God is really coming to your life. Hallelujah. You don't even have a choice anymore because there's many times I don't even want to love. And I have no choice. So God, it is a choice, but it's not a choice. When true love comes in, there's no longer a choice. I cannot not do it. I even talk myself into trying not to do it. <laughs> Amen. I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to be taken advantage again. Everybody amen. say amen. I'm amen. not going to open myself up like that. I, I realize this person doesn't care about me, or I realize they don't care nothing about me. I, I realize I don't gain anything from this. I try to talk myself out of it, yep, yep, and I amen. can't do it. Yep, amen. Because every time I try, I go, Lord, how many times could you just scratch me off the list? Hmm. Right, right. Say, oh, I can't do, I can't do that Keenan thing anymore. He's just too difficult. Right. right. He is just no Keenan man. Let's talk. Yeah. I can't love this. This love thing is challenging, man. You just won't stop. You just, you just. It's just things about you that I just cannot do. And I, my mind goes to, man, how can I not love when you, some kind of way, continue to love me? Now, now, now loving someone doesn't mean you let them take advantage of you. So it's a wisdom behind it. But it's just more, it's more of your heart. Where is your heart behind it? Maybe you don't talk to them as much. Maybe you don't lend them any money anymore. Maybe you don't hang out with them anymore. But as long as your heart is clear, and as long as you, you wish no vengeance, okay, we're okay. You guys get it. So, Lord, we pray today that our love will hold. We also pray we won't become weary in well-doing. So right now, I pray strength to everyone out here. Everybody who might be hearing my voice now, I pray strength to them. And I'm asking and praying that they won't break, Lord, that your, your presence among them will continue to keep us together as, as not only a body of believers in the church, but just the body of Christ in general all over the place, Lord. I pray for every leader right now that they will question themselves. Why are we doing this thing? Yeah, we have giftings. We have talent. We have the ability to prophesy. And we have the ability to pray uh, mountains away. But why do we do it? What are we? We're still nothing without Christ. Well, I pray for those who give, who just give constantly, who give to missions and give overseas and constantly give to other ministries. Lord, I thank you for it, but I also ask them to question themselves. Why do you give? Why do you give and post? Why do you give and talk about it to others? You're not gaining anything. So Lord, I'm asking for your grace and your mercy to fall upon us. As we are down, if I really think about it, Lord, we're not down. I kind of look at it as a spiritual checkup. At some point, you had to check our faith. You had to check if we were really believers. Do I think that God has caused this whole thing? I'm not necessarily going to step out and say that. But what I will say is God takes advantage of every situation that comes our way. Maybe he's taking his time to do a spiritual check. What, what are you, how, are me, how are me and you really? Are, are me and you just a Sunday thing? And, and, if, and if the Sunday gets taken away, me and you are nothing? Are me and you just a, a situation where as long as I'm giving you everything good and there's sunny days, we're good, but the minute it rains, you don't love me anymore? I, 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 am I really your comfort and your care, or, do you, or is it the government or your bank accounts or what you got stored at home? Is my, am I your joy, or is you just enjoying life your joy, where you can travel and do all these things? None of that is going on right now. I love it. Everybody's sitting at home looking at their funny-looking selves in the mirror and having discussions. Amen. Brushing our little teeth going, Lord, what is this about? 
But whatever it's about, I still love you. Whatever it's about, I still trust you. And whatever it's about, I'm not lonely because, Lord, I know you're with me. Whatever it's about, Lord, my faith in you will hold. And whatever it's about, my will will not crack. Whatever it's about, Lord, I was built for this. I was, I was bred for this. You have put this in me from the beginning. Lord, whatever it's about, you said this will come, so we shouldn't get worried about it and shaking out. Lord, there, we don't know the outcome. We don't know when this thing will end. We don't know when this thing will close out. But when it does, it'll do it in this time, and when you say so, and we'll be okay. There'll be casualties. There always is. But, Lord, our love will hold. We thank you that you have put that love inside of us. We thank you for loving us first. So let the words of our mouths and especially the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our Redeemer, the one who has saved us, the one who blesses us. In Jesus' name. Amen.